The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on Afternoons with Mike. Today, a return visit from someone that's been with us before. He's actually running for the chair of the school board, school board chair in the upcoming primary election, August 23rd. It's so great to have Domencio Barton back with us. Now, again, he's a pastor, but uh, this thing with running for office has been uh, a much more something front and center for him of recent. So it's really great to have him here right now. Second visit back with us in the studio, Domencio, welcome. Hey, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you having me back. This is a very important time, not just locally, but in the history of our nation. And it's a time where all of us who have that heart to see our nation truly flourish and be what it should be, it's time for us to rise and stand together. You know, I couldn't agree more, Domencio. I mean, I I saw your campaign literature, Mm -hmm. and it was really uh, inspiring, really, uh, to not only me, but my wife. We read through it, and I couldn't agree with you more that these are times, really unprecedented times in our lifetime. Uh, We've never seen it be quite this bad before, I believe. And with regards to the school board, And the school system, Mm -hmm. almost daily, all of this agenda that the Biden administration has been working on since day one of his presidency has continued to unfold. And we're getting a better idea all along on just how radical some of these ideas are. Wouldn't you agree? I do agree. Right now, what we do is what we have are agendas that are not pro-family. They're definitely not pro-nation but they are taking us somewhere. And right now, every one of us has to wake up and realize, do we want to go silently into the darkness? Do we want to go into a system where parents cannot determine for themselves what they want on a belief system basis taught to their kids? Whoever thought that we reach a point where if you're teaching your child, you are a boy, you are a girl, that this would be some huge, large um, social issue like we're seeing today. Exactly. I mean, the day is is coming, it would appear, that a parent could get in trouble even legally Mm -hmm. for resisting this kind of approach by their kids and and on behalf of their kids. So parental rights Mm -hmm. is is really an issue. I mean, it's even an umbrella above some of the local things that you'll be dealing with if you are indeed elected on the 23rd. And I'm understanding that your race on the 23rd is really, it's not just a primary. I mean, all primaries carry consequences, but really uh, only, only one will go forward. There's not gonna be a runoff unless there's a real tight race, right? Exactly. Right now, one thing that everyone needs to understand is that we are in the race for the local races. The rate local races, there are non-party party affiliated races, mm-hmm. and those races are resolved if anyone has 50 plus, like 51% or greater, that person now has that office. Our previous mayor and school board, present school board uh, chair, which is what I am running for, I'm a candidate for school board chair for Orange County, Florida. That race, those races were decided in August. Mm-hmm. And, and so that makes it more like a general election than just a, a preliminary election. And that is one of the things, one of the things that I myself and a gentleman by the name of Chris Messina, who's running for, um, for mayor for the county of Orange County, what we've been doing is we've been getting the word out that our our um, supervisor of election had actually been, in, been putting out false information, if you will, that directed people to believe that if you were a non-party affiliated voter or an independent, you there was a need for you to really show up. 
And what we did, yeah, yeah, it they pretty much only covered it from the party aspect that this was a primary for parties and that you really didn't have to. But there's 41 different positions right now that are open, that are nonpartisan, that will be decided this August, not to mention multiple other amendments, two of which are the penny and the pen, the county penny tax, and definitely for me and for us, for the schools, the one millage rate mm-hmm. continuance. Those are decided. If you want to be paying less in taxes, you need to show up and vote. And, and you know, historically, uh, this is so troubling to me, Domencio. Historically, these primaries are low a turnout yes. voting times. And even when I, this is what I believe is so very important. We've got to see that just what you said, the importance, the decisions that will be weighed. It's not only on the things that you've mentioned, but we've got judges that need to be mm-hmm. uh, affirmed and kept. Yes. And a lot of them have our judges that have been appointed by our governor and are doing a really great job, uh, different than mm-hmm. what a lot of states are experiencing right now. Uh, they're doing a phenomenal job. This date is critical. And if there's ever a time that we want to do what uh, we must do to maintain liberty, it is to cast a vote for a person that's going to uh, basically support that liberty. Yes. And I will give you, here's a little info nugget. Okay. Just a little info nugget. I actually researched that word vote once and it it brought forth some very good illuminating concepts. And this is talking mainly to people who are believers, people who are Christians mm-hmm. who would say, well, I don't want to have any involvement in government. I don't want to, I don't believe that this is something that involves the church. Well, my church fellow church person, let's, let's look at history for just one moment. If you go back into the etymology of the word vote, you go back and you'll find this interesting word called votum from Latin. Mm-hmm. You also found the word vow. These are synonyms. These are part of the root of where that word vote came from. When you look at that word, and I will hit this very important point, it can be a pledge. It could be a promise. It could be a wish that you made known. But as you look through it, it's a very inter- interesting thing that it says. One more synonym is a prayer. Wow. That same word vote is also uh, the same word prayer. Hmm. When you look at this, we, a lot of people, believers, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers, they do not understand how they should vote. But I'll ask you this, do you understand how you should pray? Mm -hmm. If you understand the rules of engagement for prayer, you automatically understand the rule of engagement for voting. That is a fantastic point. And we should know as believers, what we should be praying for. Yes, we We should know that. I mean, I think of Paul's words right now, things that we are to keep our minds on or whatsoever things are true, Mm -hmm. pure, lovely, of good report. Those are things that we should be part of. But again, when I go back to the news and everything that seems to be coming out of this administration, everything that is uh, really coming down in news headlines, it is just the opposite of that. It is... Uh, an agenda that is pulling kids away from their their families, mm-hmm. their parents. It is the removal of rights by parents over their kids. And it is this pushing forward of an uh, this LGBTQ plus 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 agenda that is uh, is shifting sand. I mean, every day it's now meaning something different and verbiage that we used and trying to talk about that changes every day. They cannot keep track of it themselves. It was interesting to me. Um, earlier this year, I was following a report on it, and it was where LGBTQ plus 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 had gotten so far out there that now they started attacking the the LGB portion because they said they were not fluid enough because they still believed and there was only two genders that you had to choose from. And therefore they were under attack from their own group. Now this is where I personally am on this. And I will say this to you plainly. I believe that people, God created us to have a right to choose for right or for wrong, which direction we're going to go. But he did not give us the right to enforce our belief system on that other person. Now, let me explain. 
when I look and I see someone and I see what's going on right now from the feds, they have an agenda. They have a belief system and they are forcing it on our kids. They're forcing it into our school system, into our education so that it will go in the wrong direction. That is not right. When we look at how, and I'll say this because this is part of how I believe. Mm hmm. When we look at how God kind of made this thing to work, he said, I make the sun to come up on the just and the unjust. Mm -hmm. I make the rain to come on the just and the unjust crops. Now, you he knows that someone's right and he knows that someone's wrong. But he said, I'm going to give you an even playing field. I'm going to I'm going to allow there to be grace on everybody. Now, that's what our educational system should look like. It gives an opportunity no, the person in, in um, leadership doesn't get to choose who the winners or the losers are, which is what the feds are trying to do right now. And a lot of our school boards are trying to do right now with this as social emotional learning, with the CRT. They're trying to force losers out of traditional people who believe in traditional values, believe in Christian values. They're trying to force them into a losing yeah, category yeah. and they're trying to force transgender ideologies and all of these into a winner category. Oh, my goodness. Now. With these types of things going on, this bias, remember the Lord hates an unjust scale. Mm -hmm. He said that he despises those things. These scales are meant to direct us in a certain direction. Now, as chair, I cannot take sides, but I can make sure that there's a very even playing field, that no one is now, you don't just have all of these BLM concepts and all of this, this CRT concept, bypassing and finding ways to maneuver around the laws that have been clearly stated. If a person says, and I'm talking directly about our school board, if they say that I am a law abiding citizen and I will abide by the laws, then you should not be trying to find workarounds around our laws. And right now, one of the major things that our present school board, along with a lot of others here in the state of Florida, are trying to do is find workarounds for yeah. our parental right. Yeah. For our parental rights bill, for the CRT and the SEL being kept out of the schools, literally, literally on our... <laughs> Literally, our Congress, and then as um, explained by our Department of Education, it was clearly laid out. There shall be no critical race theory and no social emotional learning strategies brought into our schools through our learning materials. It was very clearly stated. We also followed that up with the anti-CRT legislation that was sponsored by then Senator Diaz, who is now over the, um, the Department of Education for the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. Now, that anti-CRT um, critical race theory uh, legislation, it now gives us protections inside of beyond just our books, but for our hiring practices and for our educators. But you know one thing that we found out at the long battle this year? What's that? Social emotional learning was not line itemed as a part of that bill to keep the, the CRT out of, if you will, the actual um, staff agendas and out of the goals for mm -hmm. the different districts or school districts, which meant that it could still be there, even though it's illegal to teach it in our books. It's illegal for the books. But if you look right now, go to the Orange County Public Schools website, look and start to read. Uh, a great place to start is when we had the um, search for our school superintendent replacement for Barbara Jenkins. When they did this here to replace her, social emotional learning was one of the top criteria that you had to have, not just experience in, but that you would promote and instill in Orange County Public Schools. And that was listed. That was listed and there was nothing we could do about it. We fought it. We took it. We took it. <laughs> we took it to the DOE. We made everybody wrote letters. We were pushing it. We went before the school board and I was told that we have no basis. And I found out 
at a meeting with um, the head of the Senate for Florida, when we were talking, I said, okay, we had questionnaires. So I asked him, I said, is it true? Do we have any grounds whereby we can combat this? And he told me, he told us all honestly, he said at this time, no, but that's the next one of the next things we have to work on. Wow. So much is going on in all of this. It, it's yes. mind boggling, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is totally amazing. Amazing. Like when we looked into this whole, so, and I'll say this, a lot of people don't know what social emotional learning is. We've heard a lot about CRT because we were learning about how it instills the racism and how it mm-hmm. was, it was creating division. But a lot of people don't understand it. When you look at social emotional learning, it is actually worse. Wow. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know how, where, where we say, put your money where your mouth is. Okay. There was COVID money established to help the kids during the whole COVID pandemic. Okay, I said pandemic. Okay, you know, and to help everybody during the <laughs> pandemic. And what it was was it was billions of dollars. They're supposed to help to get the um the the computers and get everything upgraded so kids could be home and learn and they wouldn't lose anything on education. If you go out to a website called Casil, C A S E L, and this was one that helps to explain um the government stance on from the federal DOE level on social emotional learning. Give that website real quick. One more time. It is Casil. That is the name of their group. C-A-S-E-L. That group actually explains from a school district level, what the federal government wants to see concerning SEL, social emotional learning. $123 billion is being spent to instill social emotional learning in every K through 12 school in the United States of America. And social emotional learning, the principle behind it is, if you look at what they call the four or five C's, it looks pretty okay. It looks like the same thing that they used to have from 10, 20 years ago, but it was gutted. And they added this thing called lenses. The lenses is where it destroys people. Because the lenses deal with unconscious bias. You don't have to have once in your life ever hated someone because of their race. You do not. You could be married to somebody of a different race, your kids, multiracial, whatever. But unconsciously, you are still a bigot. Also, equity. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. that your family started wherever they started. You were immigrants, just like most of the other people here in the United States. It doesn't matter where anybody started. Um, Equity, you don't deserve to have that because your skin color is different from another person's skin. Mm -hmm. Or you have this special privilege and you have people that are looking and they're struggling themselves. And someone has told them that you have an unfair advantage because of your color. That's it. And that concept is the one that puts the kids that crazy evil stuff of having little kids kneeling before somebody and apologizing because of their skin color. Mm -hmm. This is wrong and evil and we must stop it. Well, if we don't stop it, there's going to be a stop, I think, to the liberties that we've enjoyed all these years in America. And it is very serious. My guest today, Domencio Barton, he is running for school board chair in Orange County. We'll be back with him in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. 
Back again here with Domencio Barton, who's running for the school board chair in Orange County. And that election is going to be on the 23rd of August, just uh, next week, really. Yes, indeed. I mean, it's uh, it's like, <laughs> what, uh, uh, 10 days away or nine days away or something like that. It's right on us. It could not be more important that we as citizens, especially if you're a parent and you have kids that are in school, Please pay attention to the severity of importance of this election date, because a lot of what is going to be going forward uh, is going to be decided upon that day. You know, Domencio, I remember a long time ago, I think it was Peter Lord from Titusville that said this. He said, if we keep on doing what we're already doing, mm. we're going to have a whole lot more of what we already have. <laughs> That's the truth. And it's like, I have a principle. You want to hear this? Yeah. Okay, here's a principle for you. My principle is that your principles determine your policies. Mm-hmm. But if your principles don't work, neither will your policies. Mm. Now, what do I mean by this? Right now, we have, a, we have this craziness going on in our nation where we're having policies that are running the largest organizations, whether it's our county, our nation, our state, yeah. we have policies that are being implemented that don't work, but it takes years before you find out just how erroneous they are. Mm -hmm. But your principles should work, whether they're in a small venue or in a large. That's right. One of the best yeah. things to do is you practice your principles on a small scale, get them ironed out before you put them on a large one. Now, at this point in time, these non-working principles that are becoming policies, a lot of these people do not implement them in their own houses. They'll do it for your kids. Okay, watch this. It's okay for young boys to go into young girls' restroom because they're feeling today like they're a girl. Mm -hmm. And we have rapes. We have a lot of bad videos that little boys have been doing of these little girls. You have definitely the massive discomfort. You have the guys um, uh, competing against the girls and injuring these little girls. This is wrong stuff. But watch this. Let the same situation happen. And some big, burly young guy is beating down on their kid and you're going to have police get called. Mm -hmm. You're going to have them, or if they have enough money, they're going to move them to some place where they don't have to face this. But when you talk about public schools, most of those, most of the people in the public school system can't afford to shift and move their children mm -hmm. around. That's right. Yeah. These are very important yeah. things. Proven principles over time should be what we're using to establish our policies for our children in public school, not social experimentation. Mm -hmm. And boy, what we're doing in that experimentation is not easily reversed. I mean, these kids, well, in, in fact, it's not able to be, uh, to be reversed because a lot of what they're putting down would include surgeries that are functionally mutilation, mm. cutting off uh, body parts yes. and forever restructuring that individual, removing any capacity for procreation. Uh, you know, that's so sad. And yet, uh, as uh, Dr. Al Mohler said on the briefing, this is happening right now. It's happening and it's it's going on and it's all presumed that it's going to be going further down the road. And we're we're not, we're, we're saying it's OK as, as a country, yes. as the leader, they're saying it's all right to have this kind of operation and it all going down behind the parents back where they do not need to know about it. They do not need to give consent. Yes. They do not even need to be notified. See, when I look at these types of things, I look and I say a simple thing. Scientifically, haven't we found out that a kid's brain hasn't even fully developed to somewhere in their 20s? Mm -hmm. Now, so you're having somebody who their brain hasn't even fully developed. It doesn't mean that they're less than. It's just where they are in their growth. Right. And while they're there, 
allow them to just go through, okay, I'm not sure today I'm a superhero tomorrow. I'm a, I don't know. A, I don't know. I'm, I'm a minor. I don't know. Whatever kids do. Kids pretend to be a lot of things, but that thing that they're pretending at that time doesn't mean it's their life's course. They've got time and they've got the ability to change mind. Exactly. And that should not be taken from them. You have adults who have made decisions that It's sad to say a lot of suicides, a lot of self-harm has come from a lot of adults who have made decisions to make a lot of these gender transitions and these gender changes. Mm -hmm. But now they're trying, it just seems like they're trying to get this onto kids to self-justify their own personal decisions. And this is wrong. If you make a decision, I stand with the fact that in the United States, by our laws, you have a right to choose and pay for whatever it is that you choose to do to yourself, as long as it's not disruptive or destructive to your neighbor, breaking our laws. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to taking tax money, taking, I'm just saying, taking tax money from people who thought this was for protection of our company, our country, fixing our roads, making sure that our kids are educated. If you're from taking that money, which is meant to help to grow our nation and make our nation strong and saying that now very expensive surgeries, very expensive chemicals. We should take that money when we have ESC students that aren't even exceptional students. We have them not even having proper classrooms for, I had a, a parent just wrote me on this and I was reading it last night. And over this whole campaign, it's amazing how many ESC students that we have right now that are, their parents are saying, we need help. There's something broken in our system. Now, Instead of fixing what needs to be fixed, we're creating a whole nother genre of ESE. Because once these kids get this, now that same kid who is who wasn't sure that they want I'm just going to say it. They talked to somebody that now they're not sure they want to be a boy. Now that they don't know what they are, they're even more confused. That's right. I have held on to that very notion for a long time that we, you know, we used to hear, well, we want to be, we want to really be careful. We want to be sympathetic because they're confused. Well, the reason that these kids are confused is not because they're confused on their own. We've made them confused. I mean, they've heard it from their teachers and it's been suggested. And so, I mean, that's the, that's the point. These teachers are following an agenda. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what happened in Loudoun, Virginia. When all of that came down, I had a lot of parents caught on to what was going on and they saw it and they started storming. They started showing up. Demencio, they started doing what you're doing. They started getting involved. And I'm sure that your life was pretty full uh, before you ever had this conviction to run for the chair of the Orange County School Board. I'm sure it's not like you had hours of just time on your hands that you did not know what to do, but you're doing it because you have a conviction of heart. And if parents, if we don't get this, if voters, if we don't get this, and we just sit back and say, well, I hope it turns out okay, that's not going to cut it. It's going to take getting involved, reading, going to the polls, maybe doing poll watching, doing whatever we can do to make sure that our voice is being heard. That's what they did in Loudoun. See, one of the things has been used against us to really and truly, and I'm just talking now about good upstanding citizens of the United States of America. One of the things that has happened to us is simply this. We work, we take care of our families. We care about our society, but we're busy. And that was used against us. We're good people, going to obey the laws. We're going to pay our taxes. We're going to do all these things. But watch this. We weren't involved in the government, the governance of our land. Right. If you, if there is, okay, I'll say it like this. There is no such thing as a vacuum. I know what we say, but something's always going to fill it. If you leave a vacuum in a jar, air will 
find its way in there some way. If you leave a house and you leave it empty, critters, something's going to fill that space. If you leave your governance free for men and women of goodwill in office, upholding our laws and declaring what is right, just judges, if you leave it open, it will not stay that way. Something, someone will fill it and they're not guaranteed to make right decisions. Yeah. You know, I go back to one of my favorite all-time sayings is that we never have the ability to coast mm, on these issues that's because any time you coast, the only way you can coast is if you're going down. That's right. That's right. I mean, what is it? Um, <laughs> you're either growing <laughs> right, or you're dying or you're retarding. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Life continues to grow. Even plants grow deeper roots, even when you don't see all the growth on the out on the upside of it mm-hmm. above the ground. Yeah, they grow right. deeper roots. Yep. We should always be growing and being a part. My life, you're right. Business owners, pastors, you know, we 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 have four children, and God is blessed. Everybody's done well, but. Is it enough that our family's doing well? There are, dude, that old adage from Genesis, am I my brother's keeper? Mm. The answer is yes. You may not be able to make your brother's life decisions, but you should live your life in such a way that you don't become a stumbling block for them. That's right. And that is a part of what's happened with this decision making that we're getting from the USDOE, from the from the federal government that's coming down and that we have parties that are participating in in our school districts. Mm-hmm. Things that will make families, which is the basis of all governance, the first governmental body, if you will, that man incorporated was the family. Absolutely. Mama, daddy, and then babies. If we in the United States of America fail at our family level, we have failed. The nation falls. And it's the same thing that you were talking about principles. Yes. If principles are bad, it's going to show up in their policies and in in the way you live. And it's the same thing. If we lose families at family level, then just about anything can go. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I look at all of this, I'll give you a simple concept here. When we look at the principle of parental rights. This is me. This is a this is a dimensional one-on-one thought. Parents are in it for the long run with their kids. The parents not only have this school year, mm-hmm. but they have all the years. They have the grandchildren. They have all of their efforts. They have everything vested in this. An educator, a school in a school, has probably nine months. Out of that nine months, they have probably six months after they've earned the trust of that kid to make impartations beyond education into that kid. Why in the world would we believe that someone who has six months of skin in the game where they're not the one feeding, they're not the one that's housing. All they're doing is imparting their unproven theories into this kid. Why should we believe that they have more right to impart and direct and guide the life of that child than the parent whose blood, sweat, and tears is being laid out now? It was laid out when they were born. It's laid out this whole time and into the future, and they're going to have to live with all the repercussions of this input, why would we give them more right to speak into the life of those kids than the parents that their whole life is centered around raising and growing that child? Well, the answer to that is obviously dependent on reason Mm -hmm. and truth. And I am convinced that part of the reason why so many people are just letting all of this go on is they don't know truth. They don't understand even the concept of what is right. Right. They've lost it. If you remove God, you've removed the gold standard. You've removed the measuring bar, the the true rule of what is right and what is wrong. And that's what's happened, man. We've uh, we're all in some ways. This is the sad thing. We are all complicit to a degree because we have 
just shut our eyes to what's going on and just let it let it go to another person who's not so willing to just sit on the sideline and that that, that progressive left they filled that vacuum that you were talking about that's, that's it you know it was so funny it's like i was talking to some people recently i said you know listen isn't it funny that our big deal over the last the previous century was no indoctrination. You Christians need to get out of the school system. You need <laughs> to get you need to get your values I out. See this. Get your get okay. You know Stokes yeah. Monkey Trial. You know the yeah. get the get the Ten Commandments off. Don't be praying. Don't do all of these different things. Now we already know that people are not just one thing that we see, but we're multi parts. You have uh, a mind. You have a spirit. You have a body. Spirit, soul, and body. Just because you vacated an area doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. But isn't it funny? Our big deal now is do not indoctrinate the kids. Yeah, which is exactly what they're doing. Exactly. So after we vacated and our principles, which this nation was founded on, was vacated, our our predecessors made a very bad call. They vacated, and now people with a different religious belief. This is not science. This is not knowledge. This is unproven theory, and at best, but it definitely is someone's belief system. Mm-hmm. This That's is right. definitely a belief system, and because it's belief systems yeah. that fight belief systems. Yeah, and that is what we really are doing, dealing with right now. And one thing I will say, and to their credit. Whether someone had a D beside their name when they're voting or an R or an I, I've noticed when you go, the, when the people have a P beside their name, meaning parent, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when they have a P, you know, I am mama, M-A-M-A, mama, mama, right? I'm daddy, D-A-D-D-Y. When they have that P beside their name, it trumps the D's, it trumps the R's, and it trumps the I's. One good thing I will admit down here in the, in the state of Florida, in Orange County, is that the Democrat I can't even say it like that. The parents who label themselves as Democrats, the parents who label themselves as Republicans, and the parents that label themselves as independents or MPAs are all up in arms because they're dealing with the repercussions of this false teaching and the policies that are undermining parental rights. Man, you're preaching it, Domencio. My guest, Domencio Barton, he's a candidate for the school board chair in Orange County, a very important primary election that's going to really determine the fate of all of that on August 23rd. We'll be back with Domencio in just a moment. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com Back for our final segment with Domencio Barton. This has really been, I believe, an eye-opening interview. Uh, we've talked about things that are so very important to every citizen, whether they're parents or not. I mean, these issues affect our entire culture. This wonderful word, liberty. Yes. We're giving it over willingly and in trusting people who shouldn't be trusted, but that's who's leading our country right now. I mean, right now we have, we, this is one of the, I, I love our constitution. I really do. I love our preamble. I love everything. And now, there's one saying that's written that I really just prize that we've been endowed with certain inalienable rights. That's right. Given to us by our government. No, nope. By the big bully. No, but by, by our creator. I love that 
statement. It sets the course and framework for every other law, for every other edict, every other statute that comes after it. Mm -hmm. We have our rights not because of the will of man, but because of the will of Almighty God. I love it. I couldn't agree more. Yes, sir. And since we do have these rights, we should not go again into the night forgetting who gave them to us, why he gave them to us, the importance of having these rights. It allows any and all of us to be all that they can be. Yeah. When you look at our children, like, and I will say this, I did not say this on a previous part. That same evil that causes one young little girl or young little boy to kneel down and this is evil and, and, and repent for their color. God made this kid. That's right. In his own image. How dare someone do it? But now watch this. It makes another kid walk over and say, well, I can never become anything because of my color. You have just trapped everybody mm -hmm. and you trap them in their minds. We were never meant to be in this situation. Our kids were never meant to be lost. We were never meant to put our kids into a situation where someone can dumb them down, beat them down so bad, bully them, if you will, into the fact that things they have no power over. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about little Johnny sit down. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about little Johnny, change your color. Little Johnny, um, little, little, little Sally, change your hair. We're, we're talking about things that kids will take with them for the rest of their life and question God. Why did you make me this way when he made them perfectly? There is nothing wrong with those kids. And as crazy as this next statement I'm about ready to say is it is true that we have teachers that would look at little Johnny and say, little Johnny, are you sure you're not little Jenny? Now that right now, thank God is illegal in the state of Florida. Yes, hallelujah. Now, that's a good thing. It's illegal right now, but it has been going on. And we have had teachers that have lost their jobs because they set up situations to cause questions. But it is going on in other states in our in nation. In other states in our nation, we and, definitely have this problem. And, and that's where we have to realize that we are where we are right now because we have leadership in Tallahassee over the state of Florida yes, that has made this and has not only made it illegal, but more importantly, they are working to maintain that illegal status. But uh, we all know that administrations can change. And we've got to keep this vigilant fight up because if we don't, we could be down here in Florida and find ourselves under an entirely different scenario. We better wake up. Yes, we have to wake up. And this is another thing, just getting back onto the fact that we're in the elections. Right now, your vote matters. Uh, just conceptually, mo a lot of people focus in on the presidential races maybe your federal um, level senates and house seats, uh, maybe even your governorships. Not everybody even focuses in on your state senators and your state house of representatives, mm -hmm. which are extremely important. But who actually carries out these rules, these laws locally? It's your county officials. It's your city officials. It's your community um, committee men and women. Right. If you do not let your voice be heard, it's hard to complain when you have the right to stop something mm -hmm. and then you allow it to happen. Yeah. Get in there. Fight, stop. And, and another thing, stop lying to yourself that I just can't figure it out. There are people who have dedicated months of their lives, if not years, to help you to come up with help to come up with voter guides, things to help you yeah, to make right. proper and right decisions. You can look at them. You can determine based upon what you're reading. This person is for abortion. This person is not. Well, you have a parameter there. This person is not for parental rights. This person is. You can look and you can start to make good, ju good judgment, good decisions. But you need 
need to use what's available. The things are there. Mm -hmm. You just have to make sure that you use them. Um, groups like the Florida Family Policy Council put up a very, they put out a very good, they also endorsed me, but it's like they All put right. out a, yeah, John Stenberger. Yeah, he's yeah. a good friend, was on my show last week. Yeah, yeah, they endorsed me. It's like these people are putting out good content year after year after year. I actually helped with putting, out, um, putting these out probably back in about 2016, 2015, doing all the research. This is real research. You have judges, you have committeemen, you have, they have histories. People have been researching for us so that we cannot make an excuse for why when we go to that poll, we don't know who to vote for. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of taking the time to get those voter guides. Like I said, from Florida Family Policy Council is a good one. You have a, yeah, there's a number of them. Um, um, I forgot. I voter. Uh, you can go to ivoter.com. Yes. And that and a lot of the races, maybe not the local ones, some of them you might find there, but uh, the national ones, certainly. But uh, what you mentioned earlier about the, the policy council, that's yes. a very helpful one. And John is a guy that has been around for a long time and yes, he's, he he's in touch with what's going on in Tallahassee as well as what's going on in Orlando. And so that's a really good parameter. You know, you're doing what a friend of mine who's on our program regularly often talks about, and that is people who are willing to get up off the couch, get involved, go out and get in the the throes of their running for a position as what you're doing in running for chair of Orange County's school board. Now, the fact that you're running for the chair mm -hmm. means that you are basically countywide in people can vote for you. Yes. So if if you're listening today and you're from Orange County and you like what you're hearing from Domencio Barton, my encouragement to you is to get involved in, in, in the voting process and don't miss out on this because parents have got a lot to lose. There was a nice rebuke that's gone out and that nice rebuke made sure that our school systems understood in the state of Florida that they better obey Florida law. Do not take that misinformation that came from DOE in the form of a recommendation and from Nikki... I think it's Nikki Freed. Nikki I'm, Freed. I'm not positive Yeah, and came from Nikki Freed. That, how can the, the person who's in the Department of Educate, edu, uh, Agriculture um, turn around and tell the schools what they should or should not be doing. Yeah. That's out of order. That is lawlessness. This is like James Comey saying, there's nothing to see here in this, uh, in this stuff. No prosecutor would ever prosecute this. What, what in the world is he making a statement like that? And that's exactly what you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. And if I may, I wanted to say something about the whole um, taxes. And Absolutely. Everything. You've got a minute. Let's okay. go for it. Let's hit it real quick. Hey, everybody right now on the ballot, and I'll just talk to the one millage rate tax continuance. I'm going to give you a concept. This tax continuance was actually implemented around 2010. It has been going on now for 12 years. And the question is, is it still valid? Back in 2010, when we had it come up and all the debates of 2008, 2009 led to it actually being on the ballot for us to voluntarily allow ourselves to be taxed more for more to go to the school system. We were in the midst and in the throes of the quote unquote great recession. Now, when the great recession was going on, the prices of houses and everything, because the millage rate is a $1 per thousand dollar of house or real estate mm -hmm. value tax that goes to um, the school to the school system. Now, what happened to us was this: back then, it made sense. The values of houses had dropped. People had lost. They couldn't. They couldn't pay their mortgages. Taxes were down. So you increased the amount of money that could go to the schools by roughly twenty three odd percent. That that was actually it made sense. Since that time, though, we're in 2022. The value of our houses have more than doubled. The amount of our people has greatly increased. 
So our basic state allotted funding is very high right now. Mm -hmm. It is. We also have it so that after the COVID issue and this whole pandemic, that we have a very large portion now and an increasingly growing portion of homeschooling going on, which means we have a reduction. Even though we have a higher amount of taxpayers, we have a lower amount of people taking out the money by having their kids in Mm -hmm. the public schools because they took them out of the system now on top of this the when you read on that um one millage rate amendment for or continuance which is going to be on your ballots you read and that when they're protecting it saying well this is for teacher salaries this is for a continuing ban in sports i gotta say this to you guys in your house Do you put your mortgage on money that may come to you or may not? Do you pay your light bill, your phone bill, your main bills, your water, your sewage? Do you pay that on money that's not guaranteed to you, that you're not working and earning? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. How can they take foundational costs for education? You cannot educate without teachers. You wonder, we wonder why the teachers don't get paid well. How can you take their money off of money that you're not even guaranteed to receive every four years? They have to come back and give us a reason. What has happened is they took a foundational cost like teacher salaries. They tied it to a non-guaranteed, non-recurring fund that comes up every four years, the one millage rate. Mm And now they tell you that if you take this away, the teachers are going to suffer. If you take this away, the sports are going to suffer. It, and we know that sports helps to develop our kids and music also. I say, this is wrong. You have conned us. There mm-hmm. mu- you have some pork that you're hiding inside of the main budget. Right. And you're only showing us the important things on this non-recurring, non-guaranteed money, I say transparency. I say this is a no. This is a big fat no. Whenever someone covers things Mm. like this, something isn't right. Wow. Wow. Check it out. Demencio Barton, give us your website. My website is www.demensio. B-A-R-T-O-N.com. That's www.demenciobarton.com. Uh, thank you for being with me today. We're out of time. Oh, my goodness. This is uh, good stuff, and we wish you the best on August 23rd. And thank you for getting involved and, and doing it from the lens of a biblical worldview. That's really what you're doing, and that's what we've talked about this entire program. And friends, thank you as well for being with me today. We'll catch you next time on Afternoons with Mike. <laughs> 